Hello, and welcome to the Career Builders Podcast. I'm Mike Bird. I'm Lisa Plain. And we have a very special episode for you today, dear listener. This is episode 100, which is just like mind-blowing for me to even say out loud. And we are going to be talking today about the future of job searching with three past guests of the show who worked together on an amazing project called Job Search Journey. We're going to get into that more in a little bit. But Lisa, really quickly, just turning it to you, how, ah, this is wild. How did we get here? No kidding. I can't believe it's been a hundred episodes. It seems to have flown by, but it's, uh, it's been an awesome journey. Yeah, likewise. And, and the people we've met, I think are probably the best part of it. Uh, just learning from so many great people and having conversations here on the show that have started conversations elsewhere that have ultimately been beneficial for people who are either looking for a job or are developing their careers where they're at. I mean, it's, it's been very satisfying and a great labor of love. So to today's episode, a little bit more specifically, we have three guests, Adrian, Tom, who joined us on episode 18 is an executive resume writer and a LinkedIn top voice. She is the founder of career impressions and is joining us from Calgary, Alberta. Adrian, welcome back to the career builders podcast. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Lisa. It's so great to be here. And congratulations on your 100th episode. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Yes, I've often said that you were a big part of us sort of springboarding to a new level as a show, just helping us um, really just polish up how we were doing things and going after bigger and bigger names and people who've been really great contributors to this project. And that includes Sarah Johnston, who was on episode 26, also known as the Briefcase Coach. And she's a former corporate recruiter turned job search strategist, resume writer, and is one of the most visible and widely heard voices uh, when it comes to job search on LinkedIn. And she's joining us from Durham, North Carolina. Sarah, welcome back to the Career Builders Podcast. It is a real honor to be here, Mike and Lisa. Um, I've loved my first experience on here. You guys run an excellent podcast, and I think that you guys are two of the nicest people in the career space. So thank you for having me. Thank you so much for saying that. Yeah, my my heart is melting. Thank you so much. (laughs) Our first conversation was right at the start of the pandemic in North America back in March of 2020. And oh, how things have changed since then. And that's really one of the things that, that primes us for this conversation. Virginia Franco, our guest on episode 29, is the host of her own podcast, Resume Storyteller, and features uh, that features interviews with all kinds of career experts from around the world. She's a former social worker and journalist, and she started Virginia Franco Resumes, um, she would say, a while ago, and uses her unique background to help executives land their next big role. And she's joining us from Charlotte, North Carolina. Virginia, welcome back to TCBP. Mike and Lisa, thank you so much for having us on your centennial episode. And thank you for coming on my podcast. I don't even remember when, um, but I love what you're doing. And thank thank you for all you're doing to help job seekers. Thank you. Yeah, it was such a pleasure to be on your podcast as well. It's a great place to come from. Just all five of us really just being in this, I feel like uh, giving mood. I would love to kind of give each one of you a minute. Uh, We'll start with Adrian. Adrian, what else should people know about you uh, that that bio didn't quite cover? I think one of the things that I like to, you know, stress that I enjoy doing is that I'm a resume nerd. Um, I've been writing these fun files and I'm using air quotes here 
for about 15 years. And although many people find them a bit painful to write themselves, you know, I really enjoy connecting with different business professionals and learning about their career stories and helping them position themselves, you know, really powerful on paper, so to speak, so that they can get noticed for top jobs. So that's what I really love to do. And that's what I'm here to help talk about today. That is awesome. Thanks for sharing that. Sarah, how about you? I've been in this space for a long time, starting out as a recruiter, and it never gets old to me. I am, like like Adrian, a true job search nerd. And in fact, every single time a client sends me an email and tells me that they landed a job, my first question is, okay, so walk me through exactly what happened to land the interview that landed the job. Um, just because I want to know, does it, was it a connection? Was it a, a cold application? Was it someone that you knew back in high school? Because I think all of this knowledge will then help the very next person that I get to work with. Oh, I love that. And I have that same curiosity whenever someone says that they've started something new. I'm just like, great. Don't tell me about the new job. Just tell me about how you got it. <laughs> yes. We'll see where the conversation goes. <laughs> um, that's cool. Virginia, how about you? Oh, gosh. Um, well, like these two ladies, I've been writing for a really, really long time before I wrote resumes before I knew that anyone did this for a living. So did it for many years for free. I've always been in awe of the power of the written word um, and now the spoken word and, and just how, you know, tweaking how you write here and there can make such a, a powerful impact. And I just I love helping people do that, especially when their stories are sort of tricky. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I remember really briefly our episode on the show a while back now, just really being around how tricky it can be to write your own story. And that's where folks like you come in. And it's, it's so, it's so exciting for clients. A lot of the time when they, they see a new side of themselves presented by the lens that is unique to a coach. So I just appreciate all three of you and the work that you do. And let's, let's continue into this amazing conversation um, on the future of job search. We're at roughly the 18 month mark, excuse me, now in the COVID-19 pandemic, at least as it's played out here in Canada and the U S it's an event that's really reshaped the world of work. And I'm curious to know, what do you find are the biggest lessons we've learned so far about career development and job searching at this point? So I think if there's one thing that most people should have taken away from these past 18 months is that every job is temporary and things can change on a dime. So continuous investment in both career development and job search is an absolute must. Uh, you don't want to just invest in learning how to job search when you need to look for a job. You really want to be ready so you don't have to get ready. And I think a lot of people were caught off guard this past year when they lost their job and they spent a lot of valuable time trying to get back up to speed on current job search strategies. You know, their resume wasn't ready. They never fully completed their LinkedIn profile. They weren't even sure who to talk to or where to start looking for jobs. Whereas those who were ready, they had an advantage and they were able to execute their searches faster. That's so true. I love and that. Yeah, such a great point about jobs being temporary and definitely a shift in the, the thinking, I would say, of the majority of people from past thinking. I think one thing that I've observed from watching people is um, the power of loose ties in a job search and the power of your network. And this sounds so cliche, but 
people have realized that there is human and human resources and that people hire people. Before the pandemic, it was really easy to rely on, you know, applying for a job online or maybe meeting someone at a networking event and landing a job that way. But in this you know, time where we haven't been able to really leave our houses and so much of hiring has been done completely virtually. So many of my clients have had to rely on past connections, people that they worked with really early in their career or maybe knew 10, 15 years ago, those loose ties have been so instrumental in their job search. There was research that was done in the 1970s by John Hopkins sociologist named Mark Granovetter that just highlighted the power of these weak ties. And I think we have seen this to be so true in 2020 and 2021. That is so interesting because when you think about the pandemic just being on a broader scale, a challenge to how we remain connected as a society when we're stuck in our homes or wherever. Um, so interesting that these weak ties play in to really keeping all of us afloat when we enter into these tough waters. My only add to all of those great answers is that it, aside from being having your network primed and being up to date on job search strategy, you really can, none of us can afford to stop learning because you never know when your industry or your job's going to be at risk and when you're going to need to make a pivot. So whether that's doing, exploring a, a potential passion and learning through volunteer work or a side hustle or earning a certificate, you've got to just keep on, keep on learning and growing. Love that. Yes. A growth mindset sounds like a very useful tool for us who are facing either a job search that is happening or could happen tomorrow without us knowing it now. Really neat. Job searching in general, in general has really kind of morphed over the last 20 years. Uh, technology has become a much bigger part of the hiring process. Are there trends that you think are set to continue as, uh, or has COVID actually maybe moved us away from some of the directions we were going in uh, back in, let's say 2019. So at the very beginning of the pandemic, Andrew Seaman of LinkedIn news interviewed me for an article that he was writing on interviewing online. And I was quoted in the article for saying that, you know, it was going to be really hard for me to believe that a company would make an offer to a candidate that they did not see in person. And oh, how I have eaten those words because you know, <laughs> there are so many people, millions of people who've landed jobs who still haven't met their coworkers in person over the last you know, 24 months or almost 24 months. So I think that we've seen firsthand that hiring can happen online and that you can work remotely and you can work remotely just as well as you can work in person. I will be very interested to follow and track job embeddedness. I think that's something that is not being talked about right now. There are a lot of people who are hired during the pandemic who haven't met their coworkers and don't feel really a part of a culture and don't feel a sense of belonging. And it will be really interesting to see how companies will embed these employees and make them feel a part of a community once they go back in person or if these employees will be part of the great resignation. So in addition to what Sarah said, um, we've seen more companies invest in one-way AI interviewing the, the higher views of the world. And that's where your very first interaction with the company is very likely not with a person. It's with a uh, with an algorithm and a software that 
you answer questions, you're talking, you're speaking into a camera and it is recording you and searching for keywords. Um, a, a lot of uh, Fortune 100 financial services companies are using it. Um, we've seen it expand to other industries and um, it's a, especially now that there is a hiring boom while things are still digital, this kind of software is a great way to do mass interviewing. Um, more cost-effectively perhaps and using less people resources. So I, I, it's here to stay along with all the online stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's, it is very interesting to think of all of the ways that things have shifted from a company perspective and in terms of AI interviewing and interviewing online. I'm curious to know how people's job searches have changed, particularly around their values of what people might value when they're heading into the job search and looking for a company that maybe doesn't have, um, you know, like Sarah said, you might not be connecting with these people in person and it might make you feel a little bit differently. So do you feel like that's changed what we value when we go into the job search? I think that's a really good question, Lisa. Something I would add, I think that, you know, is maybe becoming, I guess, if you were to call it a trend, is there is a little bit more greater emphasis on diversity and inclusion. And this is for both job seekers and employers. And I wouldn't say it's just related to COVID necessarily, but it, it's part of the changing times. Job seekers really want to work for companies that value diversity. They also want increased transparency in the hiring process. And we're seeing with the current market that employers are having to work harder at being more transparent and invest in their culture and their offerings to better attract and retain top talent. I think this question can be best answered depending on the demographic of the individual because, you know, we know that job seekers have unique needs. I know that for some people who are balancing having children at home and who are maybe helping do some homeschool, they're looking for a more flexible workspace. I am hearing, though, that a lot of job seekers are looking for compensation bumps in pay because their current employer has, you know, either not given them a bonus or promotion or any cost of living adjustments over the last two years. And here in the United States, we've seen rocket inflation. And for many job seekers, the only way to make more money is to leave their current employer and to go somewhere else. So it really depends on the unique needs of the person. Yeah, yeah no, I agree. People are, um, I I'm seeing people trade uh, some compensation though for flexibility and for values. Um, it, you know, the, but we all, all of us are constantly urging job seekers to do your research to make sure. And that goes beyond even just going to company websites. It means, you know, looking at YouTube videos to see what the founders are saying about the company, perhaps talking with people that work there or people that recently left and, and really get a handle on what is going on in these companies, make sure that they're walking the walk, not just talking. Um, as people, 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 the epidemic has really made people realize how important um, certain criteria are and everyone's are different. Absolutely. And it's so interesting to hear all of these different ways that people are, are starting to look at their values in a, in a slightly different way. I think that it's good for people to also hear the ways that people are, are changing their values so that when they do go out into the job search, they can start to think about these things more intentionally as opposed to just sort of falling into it. Yeah, there's there's one question that just came to mind based off of something that I, I want to say you said there, Sarah, in that and helped by, by Virginia. 
in that there is some, some give and take right now that's happening between employers and employees. And do you think that a job seeker's confidence in their ability to land a really strong role for them would better prepare them to really sort of advocate for themselves and what they really need out of the position given sort of these extraordinary circumstances? It's so interesting. In March of 2021, or excuse me, March of 2020, a lot of people lost their jobs and employers had the upper hand in the job search. But everything I'm reading today and everything that I'm seeing anecdotally today shows that job seekers currently have the upper hand in in the job search. They're getting sign-on bonuses. They're getting higher compensation levels. And I think when people are seeing their peers that, you know, sit across the cubicle from them who can get a 15 or $20,000 bump in salary just by leaving and going across the street and working at an office, you know, down the street, it is very empowering. And I think we're going to see a lot more of that. Yeah, I I think so too. We don't often get to talk about these sort of more dramatic labor shortages in, in some sectors. So that's something to follow for sure. Well, I was just going to say that even in the last month, what I'm seeing that's exciting for job seekers is sort of a um, decline in death by consensus, which used to make, you know, which would mean that you might interview multiple times and go through lots of hoops. I'm hearing more and more of companies cutting to the chase and saying, here's our best offer and really trying to shorten it because they recognize that candidates are frustrated with that process. That's a huge benefit. I know so many job seekers who have found that to be such a deterrent for them, even though they they had to go through it to get to the end, but it really can be such a strain on your current workplace, but also just sort of your mental health as you're trying to juggle. So a lot has changed in the job search, but what has stayed pretty much the same? I would say that something that hasn't really gone to the wayside is that you're still going to likely need to produce a resume at some point during the job search process. And there's been grumblings for many years that a resume is becoming less used. And I'd agree, it's no longer the primary tool it used to be with the introduction of LinkedIn and a greater emphasis on networking efforts, but a resume is still typically called upon. Um, And therefore job seekers need to have a modern file that's both modern in appearance and format. And that's written specifically for different audiences. They have to have that ready to go in their back pocket. It's a staple in the search. um, And I think it it will continue to be so for for a little bit. I I think that having an online presence isn't gonna go away and it will only be even more important in the next decade. I heard William Arruda speak in 2019 at the Career Thought Leaders Conference. And what he said was just so impressionable. He said, people build relationships with people online first before they meet them in person. You make a digital first impression. And so you really have to capture and, and contain your brand so that people who know you online will then see you as being someone that they'd want to work with, do business with, buy from, sell from. And so your online brand is going to be even more important in the future. Yeah. I am um, iterating what all of you have said. You, you, know, you, you still need, in addition to your collateral, you need your pitch, you need to have your network and you need to know your stories. Um, but at the end of the day, people are still hiring people. So whereas the conversations maybe get started online, they wind up 
you know, ultimately voice to voice, face to face, the same way it always has since the beginning of time. So I don't see that ever changing. That's such a great point, Virginia. I totally agree. And it's so great for job seekers too, to hear that because there's a lot of parts in there that are going to be familiar for people. So it's not like they're starting from scratch in the job search, although there are going to be things that are different, but it's great to know that they'll have some confidence going into it. And where do you see people getting the most stuck in the job search these days? Is it the new aspects of the job search or is it still in some of these past um, generally places that people get stuck? A lot of people, it varies. You know, as Sarah touched on earlier, it's different for different people. Um, different people have different holdups. It's what they've had exposure to, where their comforts lie. I personally see a lot of people that just don't know where to start or where to focus their efforts. There's a lot of noise. Um, like you said, there's new things that are entering the process, old things. You're not sure maybe what to uh, place your efforts on. And there's a lot of information online. And if you're in a vulnerable state already in a job search, it, it can become quickly overwhelming trying to decide uh, where to put your focuses in. Uh, so I would say it's really important to know the different stages of the job search journey and to always have a plan in place and to take some time at regular intervals to go back and revisit your strategies, freshen your tools um, to help make sure that the process is as easy as possible when you need to actually step into it. The biggest mistake that I see people making is that they overlook the research phase of a job search. They go straight from you know, the idea that they're going to look for a job to writing a resume and then having conversations with people. When I'm talking to people who are feeling stuck, the very first question that I ask them is, well, do you have a target company list? And most people look at me kind of funny and they say, oh yeah, I have a target company list. And then when I push them to see the target company list, they say, well, I think I, I have like four or five companies that I'd like to work for. And that is not a target company list. A target company list is a strategic list of around 20 to 35 companies that you'd actually wanna work for. And to build out a list of that size and that quality, it's gonna take some time to do research and really dig in and figure out who you are and who hires people like you with your unique skill set. Job seekers who have that list are gonna be far more successful at landing a job faster and more targeted than job seekers who kind of flounder without that job search roadmap. Yeah, I, I see people floundering in those areas. I think the last place where I see people struggling is sort of figuring out what they wanna do. They know why they're leaving, they just don't know where they wanna go. And um, this is, a, I'm exaggerating here, but if you tell me I wanna be an orthodontist or a yoga instructor, those are two very different sets of documents, networking strategies, et cetera. And um, there is nothing worse for job seeker than having a uh, set of documents, an online profile that is diluted where no one can figure out what you wanna do and what you're great at. Um, so having, being clear on your target is, is critical. Yeah, there's, there's no doubt about that. And Sarah, your comment around, you know, when you push a client to really reveal where they're at with their target company list. Uh, I mean, I, it, it's so easy for people to just sort of dismiss the importance of, you know, we're on this, we're on this journey to not to, you know, play into the job search journey pun too much, mm -hmm. but we're, we're on a journey. And if we don't even know what city we're driving to or 
where the plane is going to land. Like we might as well just burn gas and drive around and, and have fun, which could be a really big waste of time. Um, definitely getting clarity around that and doing the research on the places where you could be spending a lot of time getting to know people is a huge part of the process. I'm now working my nine to five job is in sales, which is really interesting because that requires me to, to do research on people before I speak with them, before I go into a meeting with them and sales and job searching are really just sort of two sides of the same coin. You're selling as a job seeker yourself and so having that research, really being able to knock out the sales calls, AKA the interviews with an employer, it, a lot of it can come down to the success of it comes down to just really like how set are you being, you know, really tied into this being a great perspective organization for you and what you can do for them, because that's what makes it go. I want to say more smoothly for the person who just doesn't have that clarity. A hundred percent agree. I see so many job seekers getting their sights set on only one employer and putting all of their eggs in one basket. But if you really take the time to figure out what aspects of, of that job or that opportunity or that company are exciting to that person, you can really uncover that maybe there's 15 other companies that would give them that same experience or that same exposure. And so it's so important to keep your options open and to kind of have multiple balls at play when you're in a job search mode. We have talked about a lot of uh, the things that are happening kind of right now that job seekers are dealing with. I'm curious to know, do you have any big, bold predictions around what the future of job searching might look at, look like, let's say a year or five or 10 years from now, especially based off of what's happening right now? That's a tough one. Um, I don't know how bold this is, but if we're circling back to talk about some things that were mentioned earlier around alignment of values, you know, I predict that job seekers will continue to invest more of their time into researching company culture, brand and reputation, and use the information that they get to help guide decisions and plans around their job search and their careers. And companies who are doing a good job of building a strong culture and they're really walking the walk, not talking the talk, like Virginia said, um, they're gonna do better at attracting candidates. I mentioned earlier that I thought job embeddedness was an issue that people aren't talking about right now. And I think that you're gonna see this being a really big issue in the future of people feeling connected to an employer. And I know that in 2019, we threw shade on WeWork and places like WeWork that had ping pong tables and kabucha and, you know, beer pong. But I think in the future, we're going to go back to some of that. People want to feel a sense of belonging. They want to have fun again at work. They want to believe in something. I noticed that in 2020, a lot of companies were laying off their um, HR um, training and development offices or people that helped build community and train employees. And many of these event planners and training development people are not working at the same capacity or level that they once were in 2021. I think that these individuals are going to be the superheroes of, of the future in terms of corporate America of helping create loyalty, engagement, and fun at work. I think that there might be a um, a little bit of a generational clash, but also some exciting opportunities for different generations. Um, I see Gen Zers as 
missing some of that face-to-face community um, and they might not have the family ties that millennials have um, where they are really demanding flexibility because they do have children that they have to manage and, and activities. Um, and then I see an opportunity for older Gen Xers and perhaps baby boomers to stick around in the workplace longer because there are hiring shortages. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I, I hear what you're saying there, the generational clash. I feel like the millennials are kind of coming of age in terms of having their viewpoints heard and really well established. And they're not just sort of uh, having to ride in that, um, you know, that line or that shadow of millennials or lazy people who just want to job hop every year and et cetera, et cetera. Cause I think there's a lot more to the average millennial than just that. And as people who have been in the workforce longer, Gen X, sort of those late boomers, right? Like the world of work, the, our time in the world of work as people is getting longer. And I do think that the more that these generations spend time with one another, the, the more likely we are to have some ideological conflict that comes out of that. But I also am a really big fan of that because that's usually how the best ideas for how we move forward as a society come about. So I'm, I'm aware of that conflict, but I'm also kind of rooting for it at the same time. So agree. Yeah, cool. So let's hit on something that has become a really big topic as of late. And it fits into this conversation because it's probably going to be part of the short to medium term future of job searching. I hope it's not part of the long term future. And that's vaccination status and how a job seeker should address uh, either declaring their vaccination status, putting it on a resume, talking about it. Uh, what, what do you all think, or what do y'all think of <laughs> this topic as it's become really, really big? Oh gosh, well, unlike in Canada where it does not seem to be the political hot potato that it is in the US, um, what we're, a lot of us are recommending is to sort of look to the job postings. If it's required, then it gives you an added advantage to list it on there. If it if the job posting doesn't mention any of it, maybe you leave it off and, and save it for the job application process when that information is requested. Um, although there, there's a couple of caveats. If, you, if, if vaccination status is a deal breaker for you one way or the other, then you, it may behoove you to be bold and reference it in your cover letter, possibly in your resume. Um, the other, there's also an opportunity to give you an added advantage if your job might require it. Perhaps you need to travel for work for this role, or perhaps you are interfacing with a vulnerable population. Um, so there, it might make sense to put it in. So I feel like Americans are going to have to take it on a state by state, maybe even county by county basis. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I completely agree with Virginia. I think if it's advantageous to you professionally and it gives you a competitive edge, maybe you're in a role where you're, you're going to do international travel, then absolutely list it on there. It's a hot button issue, but if it's going to give you an advantage, take advantage of the fact that you've been vaccinated. If that's your status. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, no, no judgment either way, but it is a, a situation where people are having to ask a really um, tough set of personal questions. I find around this, 
And so I appreciate you too sharing um, your insight to maybe help people guide themselves to, through that process. Okay, so I know we're about to get into something that is super interesting, uh, even more interesting in my opinion than vaccination statuses. Given the increased mobility and just the tendency for individuals to change jobs more so now than in the past, where does job search journey fit in? And really, can you all, y'all, introduce job search journey to us and the dear listener? Awesome. Yeah, for sure. A job search journey is something that Sarah and Virginia and I've put together as a collective. It is a global marketplace for job seekers to access quality DIY resources to help with all the different stages of job search from application to offer. So we want to make it easier for job seekers to identify both where they're at in the journey and then find tools like resource guides, scripts, workbooks to help them where they're at in the moment and then better understand what might be happening next in the process and be able to get support with that as well. Yeah, there's there's got the reason that we created this is we realized that there has to be a middle ground, something between, you know, the free garbage that you find when you Google resume template online and the price point of working with one-on-one with an executive resume writer for a custom resume. We want to help job seekers who are smart and talented and have upward mobility, have access to quality career content that is at affordable rates. We've signed on some of the biggest names in the job search space to sell products on our marketplace. And I'm just really excited about the potential. Yes. Sounds amazing. Very much on point, uh, Adrian and Sarah. Oh, it just sounds incredibly helpful for people. And I love that you talked about building trust. We're finding people that people can go to this space and find information that they can trust. Cause like you said, there's so much information and it's, it can be very, very overwhelming for job seekers. Anything else that you think our dear listeners should know about this incredible project? I mean, I commend all three of you for seeing the gap in the market and answering it in a really creative and collaborative way. Is there any other plug you would love to make? Because I would love to invite you to make that right now. I'd just love to invite your listener to check us out. And they can find us at www.jobsearchjourney.com. And to come back regularly, follow us on LinkedIn, on Twitter, and subscribe to our email list. We are constantly providing free content out there for job seekers. And we'll be introducing your listeners to new sellers regularly. Weekly, we're going to be adding new people to the platform who are going to create really exciting, applicable products that are strategic and ready for them to plug and play into their career. All right. So just to sort of close us off, what would you say you're most excited about in the coming year? We're just so excited for Job Search Journey. What I think is really unique about our platform, besides that it is a collaboration of some of the industry's most renowned experts, is that it's it's user-driven. We inc- we want people to visit, as Sarah said, we want them to leave reviews on products. Um there's just no better way to cut through all the noise than to hear how other job seekers have used and benefited from our products. I agree. I'm really excited about uh, the continued partnerships uh, that are going to happen with other top career professionals uh, like yourself, Lisa and Mike, and um, 
building a quality community where people can come to get information that is accessible, affordable, and easy to use. I'm just excited about getting more emails from job seekers saying that they've landed jobs. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes. Yeah. Applause. We've been doing this for a really long time. And there is one thing that never gets old and that is job seeker emails saying that they've landed a job. And I think that this platform is going to be, allow us to work with more people and help more people. And they are all welcome to send me an email when they land a job, because I want to celebrate with every single person. Fantastic. That so echoes, Sarah, the way you came onto our show the first time where you were just like rooting for people. It's getting hard out there, but you know what? It's, it's going to be, you're going to be okay. And I just think that like, um, I'm sure this is true for, for all of us in our own unique way that we're just kind of there and ready to celebrate and push and support people as they go through this. Cause it's, it's a life-changing thing, a job search, if it's done in a really compelling way. So Again, I just appreciate all three of you sharing your takes on these questions. And it is an exciting time, given that these things are becoming available uh, for job seekers. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing your time and for creating this awesome space for people to go and to find some amazing information. So thank you for joining us today as well. Thanks for having us. Mike and Lisa, we really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much. Amazing. I think we can call it a week or really now two weeks at that. We will catch you in two weeks, dear listener, for the Career Builders podcast. I'm Mike Bird. I'm Lisa Plain. Our guests, Adrian Tom, Virginia Franco, Sarah Johnston. Check out Job Search Journey. It is coming to you very, very soon, just as soon, right around the time of this episode release, actually, end of September, 2021. We hope you are well, and we hope you'll join us again soon. Bye for now. Hey, dear listener, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Career Builders Podcast. If you love the show and want to help us spread our message further and reach new listeners, would you consider leaving a rating and review of TCBP on Apple Podcasts? Without a doubt, your help would be much appreciated. On behalf of Lisa and myself, thanks. Bye for now.